in business. So call us at 845-482-4141 or wjffradio.org as we close out the fun drive. We're going to go to Farm and Country. It's 11 o'clock, WJFF Jeffersonville, W233AH Monticello. We're going to check in with NPR news headlines, see what's going on in the world, and then we'll come back with Rosie Starr in a special summer fun drive edition of Farm and Country. Any preview? Oh, yes. We have the usual guests. We have some Star Talk and, and Christine San Jose uh, talking about farm animals, actually, just like those young people yeah. were doing. And, um, and then we have 4-H. It's fair, 4-H fair season time. Yeah. We're peak summer, and we're at the peak of our fun drive. We're ending it in an hour. We need to raise $500 before the end of this challenge from Anonymous in New Jersey. Thanks to another anonymous donor, we have only $400 to go. Call us at 845-482-4141. Help us meet that. Help us get much closer to our goal. If you can donate more than that, we would appreciate it. 845-482-4141 or wjffradio.org. Live from NPR News, I'm Dale Wilman. Senate Democrats say the chamber's parliamentarian has ruled that the proposal to allow Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices as well as a clean energy tax package, all contained in the reconciliation measure, falls within the rules they're using to pass their Inflation Reduction Act bill without Republican support. The Democrats, meanwhile, are advancing their multi-billion dollar bill addressing climate change, taxes and inflation with a procedural vote this afternoon that will kick off debate on the measure. As NPR's Amy Held reports, discussion over the measure is expected to go on for some time. Debate could go as long as 20 hours, 10 for each side to make their case, though Democrats are expected to yield back the majority of their time. After the final holdout, Senator Kirsten Sinema signaled her support. They've all but locked in the bill. But first comes Votorama, when any senator can introduce as many amendments as they like. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. I expect we'll have some late nights and extended debates here on the floor. To get the bill over the finish line, Democrats are relying on reconciliation, a budget process that is arcane but based on basic math of needing a simple majority to pass it, necessary because no Republicans are on board. Amy Held, NPR News. The Labor Department Friday said U.S. employers added 528,000 jobs in July, doubling Wall Street expectations despite a looming recession. The White House is hailing the news, but some economists say not so fast. KPMG economist Diane Swank says the high number does not mean everything is rosy. We're back up to the highest levels of multiple job holders that we've had since February 2020. I see that as a defeat, not a strength in the job market because it's a sign that people are stressed so much they have to now go back to multiple jobs. The economy has now recovered the 22 million jobs that were lost at the start of the pandemic. Unemployment, meanwhile, dropped slightly, hitting 3.5 percent. That's the first time for that number since the pandemic began. Former President Donald Trump is delivering closing remarks this evening at CPAC Texas in Dallas. The conservative political conference has garnered criticism this week for hosting Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. NPR's Ashley Lopez has our story. Trump will be closing out an event this week that hosted former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin, as well as various right-wing media personalities and, most notably, Hungary's Prime Minister. Orban spoke in opposition to what he recently called mixed-race societies while touting his country's zero tolerance migration policies. The crowd in Dallas gave Orban a standing ovation. CPAC also hosted events aimed at criticizing mainstream media and Democratic politicians, as well as plans to help Republicans win back power in Washington. 
Trump, who is currently leading in the polls of Republican primary voters, is expected to give his remarks this evening. Ashley Lopez, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. Indiana last night became the first state in the nation to pass new legislation restricting access to abortions since the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in June that overturned Roe v. Wade. The near-total abortion ban includes very few exceptions, including in cases of rape and incest, and to protect the life and physical health of the mother. The state's Republican governor immediately signed the bill. China has imposed a lockdown on a city that's home to some of the country's most popular beach resorts. The government says the COVID situation in Sanya, in the south south of the country is very severe. And as NPR's John Ruich reports, some 80,000 vacationers are now stranded there. Hainan Island has been dubbed China's Hawaii, and right now it's peak beach-going season. But the city of Sanya reported 263 COVID cases for Friday, and the authorities said they detected the highly transmissible BA 5.1.3 variant of Omicron. In response, the government has restricted travel into and out of Sanya and suspended public transport around the city. Tourists will need to show five negative PCR tests over seven days to leave. In the meantime, if they have to extend their stay on the island, officials say their hotels will be half price. John Ruich, NPR News, Beijing. Today is the 77th anniversary of the atomic bombing of Hiroshima in Japan. Officials, including the head of the United Nations, are using that occasion to warn against a buildup of nuclear weapons. The call comes as fears that Russia may use a nuclear device in its fighting in Ukraine continues to grow. At Remembrance, Hiroshima's mayor criticized the world's nuclear powers for not taking more concrete steps toward a nuclear-free world. I'm Dale Willman, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Rosie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just adjusting my headphones here. It's time for Farm and Country. (laughs) It's time for Farm and Country in Liberty. We're in the Liberty Studios. uh, And it is Saturday morning. And we're looking for your phone call at 845-482-4141. We have a fabulous hour of fun. It's the summer fun drive. And we're going to have a fabulous time here. Because I'm joined in the studio with uh, staff members Tim and Jason. Hey, howdy! We are here to close out the summer fun drive. It ends at noon. We are uh, we have a $500 challenge from Anonymous. Sorry, just getting my bearings here. Uh, we have a $500 challenge from Anonymous in New Jersey. We heard from another Anonymous, and we just heard from John here in our Liberty location, and not in our location, but in our area, in our listening area, in yeah. our listening area, right in our backyard. Thank you, John. Thanks so much. And thanks to those two. We only have now. Two hundred dollars to go on the five hundred dollar challenge. All right. So, what can you do to help us with that? Eight four five four eight two four one four one. Do you have two hundred? Do you have twenty? Do you have fifty? Whatever you can do gets us closer to that goal. We are falling a little short of our overall goal that we're trying to reach by the time we end this in the next hour. That is fifty thousand dollars. We're at eighty-two percent of our goal. Can you help us get there? Meet the challenge. Get past that. Add more. We have to try to get as close as we possibly can. If not, make it. I have a question, Tim. That two hundred dollars could it be used for nonprofit promos? That's the two fifty. So if you had an extra fifty to add on there, we could do that for you too. 
Okay. But well, yeah, call. We'll tell you all about it. it. Either two people have $100 they'd like to share, or a person has 200 or uh, maybe become a sound supporter. The idea is to call right now, 845-482-4141, yes. with whatever you can pledge for whatever show you'd like to pledge for. I mean, we are doing farm and country right now, and it's a beautiful summer day. The hay balls, I passed a tractor full of hay already rolled. The farmers are happy because of the weather. We want to be happy because of your support. 845-482-4141 or go online at wjffradio.org. 845-482-4141, wjffradio.org. Help us close out the summer fun drive. Help us help the community. We're here for the community. It's actually in our mission. Go go see it. We're here to provide this service to you, to the public, and public radio belongs to you. Help support that. And for everyone in the community, 845-482-4141, WJFFradio.org. Yes, and these are the final minutes of this fun drive. On day, what I think is 16 of this fun drive, we're down to the final minutes. Lost track. So we need to hear from you. 845-482-4141. If you've been meaning to give, this is a good time to follow through on that. 845-482-4141. Call now. Give what you can. Somebody calling right there. 845-482-4141. We've got some volunteers here who will take your pledge. And we will also then add that to the tally, just $200 to go on the $500 challenge that we were issued just moments ago. Let's get that gone and let's chip away at that leftover amount that we have to get to 50000 or wjffradio.org. Rosie, what do you have on deck for us here on the Farm and Country Special Edition? Oh, Keith Hubbard's going to remind us of the spectacular meteor shower that's coming this week. I think it's wonderful. Uh, I mean, I know there's a full moon coming. Everyone's excited about that. But Keith Hubbard loves his... Um, he loves his stars. Yes, he loves his star talk. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's not really a sound effect of the telephone ringing. That's actually that's the our phone. phone. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not pretending over here. We're so happy. Thank you. 845-482-4141 is the number to call. And uh, so let's listen to Keith Hubbard. Farm and Country. I'm Keith Hubbard, and this is Star Talk. The Perseid meteor shower will reach its peak Thursday and Friday nights. You can expect to see an above average rate of meteors a couple of days before and after the peak nights. On a dark, moonless night, you can expect to see 50 or more meteors an hour. This meteor shower is known as one of the best showers of the year. The full moon is on Thursday, which will diminish the number of meteors seen. The moon will be low enough in the southern sky, beginning around 2 a.m., to use trees or a building to block it from view. This will darken the skies somewhat and will allow for meteors to be seen. The Perseids are known to produce more fireballs than any other meteor shower. This is because the Perseids' parent comet is rather large. The Perseid meteors are the debris from Comet Swift-Tuttle. The comet is about 16 miles wide and can create large pieces of debris. Comet Swift-Tuttle orbits the Sun every 133 years, and its orbit extends beyond Neptune. The Perseid meteor shower has been recorded for nearly 2,000 years. The earliest account of the Perseids was in 36 AD from a Chinese record that reported, quote, more than 100 meteors flew in the morning. There were numerous references to the Perseids throughout the 8th, 9th, 10th, 
and 11th centuries in Chinese, Japanese, and Korean records. If you find a clear, dark sky this week, spend an hour watching for the Persian meteors. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future Star Talk segments, my email address is startalk at farmandcountry.org. For Farm and Country and Star Talk, this has been Keith Hubbard reminding you to keep looking up. This is Radio Catskill. You're listening to a special edition of Farm and Country. And now it's going to be a special edition of Farm and Country and Catskill Character because what did we do? We looked up and we saw... Donna Fellenberg is Hello. here. <laughs> yes, it's really, you're a sight for sore eyes. We look up and there she is, Donna Fellenberg, looking beautiful oh, as thank ever. You. <laughs> and listening to you is always beautiful as ever. We get, the, we get both of you here for the special and the fun drive thing. Well, where, where are we exactly? So we, What's our- so we, our overall goal is, is, um, is going to be, uh, where is it? $50,000. Sorry, I'm trying to get it up here. And we are at 82% of goal right now. We have a $500 challenge we're trying to meet during this last right. hour. We only have $200 to go on that. Oh, good. And then anything above that, we just want to get closer and closer as much as we can. So 845-482-4141 uh, or go to wjffradio.org and make a donation of any amount. Well, I know there's a lot of Catskill characters out there listening and people who just listen and I'm just saying, if you haven't contributed yet, this is your time. Is you could be in the last, what is it, the last hour and a half, hour. Yeah, it's last the last hour. hour. Well, that's it. You could be the hero. <laughs> the final hour. <laughs> the final hour. So just call up. And when you call, you'll hear a tape, usually. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, here. A, it's a choice, yeah. Or somebody's here to pick up. But if you happen to get the message, yeah. press one to donate. Press one to donate. That's my point. I know people have been saying it's confusing. It's really not all that confusing. Yeah, press one. Just press one. Eight four five four eight two four one four one or wjffradio.org. But we have a lot of volunteers here to answer the phone directly to talk to you, take your feedback, take your donation. Eight four five four eight two four one four one or wjffradio.org. Uh, Donna, we were talking about fun things to do in the summer a little earlier, uh, swimming, and we were talking about peak summer. The the markets are all bursting. Uh, any particular mm. peak summer memories or things that you'd like to point out? <laughs> I have not been out of my house because we <laughs> they just moved, moved into yeah. our house. So I feel like I've missed a lot of the peak summer. Although there is a drive out of where I live where when I come over the hill, I can look at the lake. Yeah. Lake Juan Pawpack. That is a big old lake. Big old beautiful lake. And they have lots of things going on there all the time. You can rent Paddle, not paddle boats, what do you, what do you, pontoon boats. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to get a license to be a captain mm-hmm. first. You could do that online. But um, there's the farmer's market in Hawley on, I think it's on Fridays. I'm, I'm just getting acclimated. Yeah, because you used to live a little closer here and yeah. you moved over toward the lake and now you're getting used to a whole new area, new whole neighbors. New, and what I'm going to do for Catskill character, because what I say, it's for the Catskills and beyond. Northeast Pennsylvania right there. I'm going to open up to Milford because that you. is a happening place. 
Milford is, yeah, there's a lot going on there. And yeah. Milford, if you're listening, Colin support uh, the fact that uh, the Catskill character, Donna Fellenberg, might be in your neighborhood. Eight yeah, four five. I might be knocking on your door. <laughs> Looking for Catskill characters in Milford, 845-482-4141 or WJFFradio.org. We're also here in the studio with Rosie Starr. It's a special combo of Farm and Country and Catskill character. Uh, we've got a couple of other Farm and Country segments to get to. Which, what is next? Well, we Donna, you know, it's it's that time of the year where the 4-H uh, fair, the Wayne County Fair has started. Oh, I think oh, yes. it started last night. Last night, yeah, yeah. And uh, my heart, I, I remember producer John Nordstrom always said, you got to get out to the fair and talk to those young people about their animal oh, projects. Yes. So I do that every year. And um, But in the meantime, uh, Radio Catskill sent me out on a mission back in May and to the Wayne County Ag Day. It was in May. It was a really cold, rainy day, and we're mm. all laughing like, don't worry, in August when the, when the Wayne County Fair You'll comes. You'll be schwitzing. We'll be sweating. <laughs> and it is going to be 86 today, yes. it is, yes. But, but I recorded a segment with um, Jessica Stull, Skull from 4-H. She was in the 4-H booth that day. And we're huddled together, keeping warm. And I said, I'm saving this for to highlight the the work done for that 4-H does at the Wayne County Fair. And I said, on that day, we'll be sweating. Right now, we're freezing. So here it is. It's the, it's the work that I do as a producer, going to the to the community with my microphone, like you do, Donna, and just engage the community in the best that what they have to offer. So. Um, it looks like Kit came in with an announcement of something, but we're going to play this 4-H yeah. um, in support of the, all the work that's done in Wayne County. And that's the area, I think, are you still in Wayne County? No, I'm uh, in Pike County. You're in Pike yeah. County now. Okay. Yeah. They do have a Pike County Fair or lots of things going on in Pike County for music. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff. Oh, Yes. So, um, Quickly, that we uh, have heard from Michael in Lake Huntington, who is helping us with this challenge. Thank you, Michael, for your donation. We still have just a little bit to go, 845-482-4141 or WJFFradio.org. And uh, here's that segment for Farm and Country uh, 4-H, which you can find out at the find at the Wayne County Fair, which is going on right now. This is Rosie Starr for Radio Catskill. Jessica and Bianca. We're getting ready for the Wayne County Fair way back in May when I visited their booth at the Agriculture Day and share their enthusiasm for 4-H. My name is Jessica Skull. Hi, Jessica. Uh, Tell us what's happening currently right now for your 4-H program. Well, right now it's mid-May and we are uh, collecting our market animal entry forms, which is um, a lot of the majority of our 4-H projects are livestock. But, um, you know, we do have offer a lot of uh, non-livestock projects. Um, The kids have just finished selecting their projects on our uh, registration system. So currently we have approximately 300 members, 300 4-H members, and um, they take a variety of 4-H projects. Mm -hmm. Well, the Wayne County Fair will be coming up in August, and the projects are getting ready for that event? Yes. So right now, um, as I said, the kids have selected their projects, so they've received their project books. They're working through the different activities in those project books, um, and then from those uh, activities, they can choose which project they would like to exhibit. So um, an educational display, typically a poster, a gardening exhibit, or um, 
any kind of sewing, any kind of uh, educational display that the kids have made that they can exhibit at the Wayne County Fair in the Red Metal Building or their animals that they will be exhibiting and showing at the fair. Are there any particular concerns this year with animal viruses or bacteria? There are a few different things going on with the different livestock species, um, but our kids are trained through a quality animal management program, so they know how to raise their animals, and more importantly, they know how to take care of them and keep them safe, and quarantine proper timings, and things like that. So all the animal kids are all go through a uh, specific training for purposes of that. Are people thinking about this avian flu concern? Yes, that is a main concern here. Um, we do have that as a concern. We have some leaders that go through special training for that. So we do get the word out. And then, again, through Penn State Extension, we can get people the education and the materials they need to keep their flocks safe as well. For some people in the audience that don't know what 4-H stands for, tell us. 4-H is actually a nationwide program, and then here in Pennsylvania, it operates out of the 67 counties in Pennsylvania specifically, but 4-H stands for Head, Heart, Hands, and Health, and uh, through the 4-H program, the kids learn things uh, relating to each of those 4-Hs. Uh, we really do strive on responsibility, uh, leadership skills, and things of that nature. Um, we really try to instill those into our kids. Now, how do you think it helps the community as a whole? Each year, uh, all of our clubs go out into the community, and they do hundreds and hundreds of hours of community service throughout Wayne County specifically. In 20, must have been 2019, we had over 2,000 hours of community service uh, contributed throughout Wayne County, throughout the 4-H clubs. And what does community service entail? Typically, the clubs do a lot of food drives. You know, we have some clubs that each of our clubs meet monthly. So some of those clubs have a food drive each month where they collect various items and then they get donated throughout the community. We do have some clubs that go out and physically do painting or sprucing up certain areas throughout the county or community areas. And we've recently, the Teen Council Club, they just had a coat drive where they collected over 50 coats and then they donated them to different organizations throughout the county. During COVID, was it difficult to maintain 4-H activities? Through COVID, the 4-H program never stopped. We were not able to hold in-person meetings, but we were quickly able to start Zoom meetings and online meetings. And we were able to provide a ton of educational opportunities for the kids at a state 4-H level where educators such as myself and um, all the other educators across the state, we kind of took a topic that we were familiar with and we did a statewide presentation for all of the 4-Hers across the state. So we never really stopped, just kind of adapted and uh, were able to continuously provide education to those members. How was the energy of the organization. Do you still see young people wanting to get involved? Actually, yes. This year, we have almost 100 new 4-H members. Um, I think we have just over 40 new families. So we have seen an enormous increase in members and you know families who want to get their kids involved in the 4-H program. Many of them, the new families, are homeschool families who you know want to get their kids out and involved in the program. But many of them are also. 4-H alumni who their kids are now coming of 4-H age to get involved with the program as well. 
Are you attached in any way to the future farmers of America? We do work closely with the FFA members at the Honesdale High School. Um, a lot of those kids are kind of a dual uh, membership, so a lot of those kids um, are 4-H members as well. So, yeah, we do partner with them for quite a variety of things. What else would you like to talk about? Is there any special programs this year that are you're getting ready to address? We have a lot of 4-H day camps coming up here throughout the summer. We have a 4-H nature day camp. We have cloverbud day camps, which are 4-H members ages 5 to 7 years old. So those kids just love to get out and be able to do anything. Our horse program has really uh, increased in membership as well. So we have a program assistant, and she's been doing a fantastic job. They actually have a horse safety clinic as well as a horse cloverbud clinic. There's just a lot of different things that we are planning. Um, why do you think there's a more of an interest in horses now? I think it's kind of a domino effect that once a couple kids get involved in it and then they tell their friends and they say, oh, I love horses, you know, and that type of thing, um, and those kids just join in as well. So that it really is a, a family event, you know, if one family joins and they have a couple kids and, you know, again, all those kids tell their friends. It's not specifically horse that's increased, but all across the board that's been a, you know, enrollment has increased. This is WJFF Radio Catskill, your public radio station for the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm Tim Bruno here in the studio for a special and the fun drive edition of Farm and Country and Catskill character Rosie Stars here and Donna Fellenberg is here. Hello, hello. Hello. I'm playing the fun, happy music. <laughs> that sounded lovely. I'm, fa- I'm playing the fun, happy music because we met our challenge for this Yay. hour. Yay! $500. Where's our bell? I don't know where Where's the bell, bell? is. Where's the bell? We've lost the bell. Thanks to John and Liberty. And we heard from Michael in uh, Lake Huntington. We heard from Janice Adams, who contributed during this hour as well. Aww. Thank you. Uh, for a fellow teammate. And we just heard from um, the initials KE in Phoenix. Oh so thank you. Um, we- you know, that always blows my mind when I hear... Oh, so-and-so contributed from uh, something Michigan. <laughs> and, and, like, people from all over. You can listen to us to anywhere. Us. It could be that they computer. know us from here, and maybe they're visiting in, in Phoenix. And because they're online, you, you just never know. Summer, never know. Summer's here. Winter's there. That's right. 845-482-4141 to uh, donate to get us closer to our overall goal. We're ending the fun drive in about a half an hour. We're at 83% of our goal. Can wow. you help us get a little closer to that? 845-482-4141. We're so close. So close. So we've, been, close. We've, been, we've been we've been tilling the soil and trying to make it grow, and we have all week long. And <laughs> we planted the seeds. We planted the seeds. I'm trying to use farm and country. That's right. Is that working? Right. No. Well, can, we, can we give a shout-out to Mary Green? She, oh, she yes. Was Mary so, helped us, too. Yeah, she helped us at the, at the top uh, of the hour. Heard from Jeffrey as well in New Jersey. We've heard from folks uh, all over the area. Mike in Liberty, uh, Leela, or Leela, Leela, Leela in Berryville. Also heard from uh, the Heartbeat Music Hall, who donated in honor of Nikki Red, who was one of their musicians earlier oh. today. It was sweet to hear from them. And that was uh, a second donation they made in honor That's of nice. Nikki. So thank you all for all of the thank donations and from thank everywhere. You. From- I want to thank Donna F- Fellenberg for coming in. I was really looking forward to being oh. on the air with you. I love being on the <laughs> air Well, as you. I said, I did take a shower today <laughs> for, in honor of being here. So done we are that so happy for that, too. 845. <laughs> 
888-888-4141 or go online to wjffradio.org. Let's get a little closer to that overall goal uh, so we can uh, keep your public radio station on the air from Phoenix to Phillipsport to, to Patagonia. <laughs> 845-482-4141-wjffradio.org. Uh, we are talking to Donna Fellenberg from Catskill Character, which airs around this time every Saturday just after Farm and Country. Special combination show today to end the fun drive. And um, Donna, you were talking about moving and, and finally getting settled and starting some new Catskill Character episodes yeah. uh, with some some new folks. Any Anybody you can tease yet or are going to keep it a secret? Well, <laughs> there is someone that I've done a pre-interview with mm-hmm. from Milford. And I hope I pronounced his name right. He told me what it was, but as I said, my brain is in a fog. <laughs> but his name is Jerry Reganus. Mm-hmm. And he's Mr. Milford. He's cool. like ubiquitous. He's everywhere. He, if something's happening, he's there. He's a fantastic photographer. And he loves Milford. He promo- he, what he wants to do now is promote other people as opposed to what, you know, his art. He, he's a photographer, as I said. So I'm going to be interviewing him probably next week. If you're listening, Jerry, I haven't told you that yet, but yes, that's, <laughs> it's happening. She's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> Look we'll out. We'll talk. Um, so that's the first person I'm getting from, you know, from Milford and from that area. And uh, there was a, a young girl at the last Yarn Slingers. Of course, I can't remember her name, but Cass Collins, if you're listening, you promised me that you were going to send me her contact information. So please do, because she was, <laughs> she was really interesting. Her father was an artist. Ooh. The phone ringing in here. Phone ringing. Her father was an artist in Soho back in the day, so she had a very interesting upbringing. And she had a, she told a really funny story. So I can't remember her name, but she was really good. I'm going to interview her. Speaking of yarn slingers, uh, Sunday yeah. Stage sometimes has the yarn slingers on. Ramona Jan's group. She uh, directs that group. They're they're a fa- what a great resource for this uh, community. Yeah, writers, very talented writers mm. who tell their autobiographical stories. Right. It's a really nice group. You know, there's all kinds of writers. There's people that are just starting writing and they, you know, they want to talk about their stories, about themselves. And there's people that are published authors. There's, she has like a stable of writers that she can call upon to do the different um, presentations. And I think the next one is in August. I'm trying to remember where it is. It's not going to be at the pump house. That's going to, they're going to be back to the pump house in September. Mm-hmm. The Shecton pump house on Route 